So as I pull up the Hobbit, all right, we left off yesterday at, was it yesterday? It was Tuesday. We left off at a very specific spot, right, with the dragon, if I recall correctly. Do I? Yeah, he was, well said, <laughs> kind of, right? Just a little. Holy cow. I'm willing to do that. So there he is. That's where we left off. It just, it's dark. Well, is that light enough to be able to work if you need to? It is? Okay, then I'll, I'll work with you guys on that. Okay. Dragon comes in, trounces of stuff. When does dragon show up? When the greed shows up. Greed shows up, dragon shows up. Monsters reveal and attack our weaknesses. I think it'll be interesting for some of you in your metaphor maps as you study your story, who are the villains in the story? Where and when do they attack? Who are they attacking? Right? Uh, all the great stories are going to have that some type of tension, some type of villain, some type of antagonist, something, often in the form of a monster or something like that. Right? And uh, Tolkien caught that and uh, fleshes it out. He reverse engineers it really well based off of his studies of Beowulf and also just even scripture, right? So that's one of these first metaphor moments I wanted to give you. I love these opening minutes. They do a good job of setting the stage. And so now I've got like an hour. And with this hour, I want to just take The Hobbit and give you some more examples of how to take a story Drop it into your guidebook. Drop it into your life with metaphor. Fair enough? Cool. Um, this next one, you will have maybe seen and maybe remembered. Not sure. It's worth doing again. It's going to give you more context now that it's in my class. But it's Bilbo, right, getting invited onto his adventure. I think we ended with um, this moment right here, actually. Like right there. Did I end with this? Yeah. Yes. yeah, Prince, right? Some of you maybe walked out with this idea of, huh, wait a second. Metaphor, he's a prince, should be a king, should be ruling a kingdom. Look around the classroom. Those of you who are in Christ, when you pray the Lord's Prayer, you're calling the king of the universe your dad, which makes you a what? Prince, princess, not cute little metaphor. That's we're in a worldview class. That is reality. If your dad's a king, you're what? Yeah, we're all on that journey. Think of how many of the stories that you guys just mentioned, where someone is waking up in the story to their royal identity, to who they really are. They just they haven't known that. Again, metaphor. It's ripe here for us on a journey waking up some of you maybe for the first time being called a prince or a princess not just as a cute little sentence or sentiment but as prime reality fair enough Bilbo gets to help Thorin on that journey help him on his identity journey all right oh this is cute uh in the extended version they have little I gotta see if I can cue this up. It's tricky to 
when you're streaming to cue it. There you go. Amazing bright, when you have seen dragon fire in the sky, the city turned to ash. And he never forgave. And he never forgot. Look at this. Extended version. Far away, in another corner of the world, dragons were only made to leave. A party trick conjured by wizards on Midsummer's Eve. No more frightening than the fairy ghost. Look at him. <laughs> little Bilbo with a little wooden sword. Yeah, like Gandalf. Is where I come in. Ah, look at him. So cute. <laughs> but it makes me wonder, like, some of the metaphors like this, even. When, when Thor and Oakenshield walks into Bilbo's house, does Bilbo have any idea who he's really got in his home? This dwarf king. When he's playing with a wooden sword with Gandalf, does he really know who he's, like, who that little fireworks dude is? It's one of the reasons why I, honestly, why I love teaching high school. Look around the room. You got to think about this. Like, Steve Jobs went to high school, sat in a classroom like this. Right? George Washington. <laughs> Mother Teresa went to school. <laughs> You're like, look around the room. Who, where, who, who are we in the room with right now? Right? It makes me wonder. I think this is kind of fun. But Gandalf doesn't even really know what or who Gandalf actually is. And the potential of some of our friends here in the room. It was the beginning of an unlikely friendship that has lasted all my life. Huh. It's kind of fun. But it is not the start of my story. For me, it began, well, it began as you might expect. In a hole in the ground, they lived a hobbit. Fun. All right, and then we get the opening of this, which is super fun. And Mr. Chance lit off his whiz poppers. He'll give us quite a show, you'll see. Right then, I'm off. After work. He's Woods. I'm going to surprise him. Well, go on then. Don't want to be late. doesn't approve of being late. Not that I ever was. In those days, I was always on time. I was entirely respectable. And nothing unexpected ever say that you feel good on this particular morning or are you simply stating that this is a morning to be good on all of them at once i suppose mm. can i help you that remains to be seen 
I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. All right, there it is. I stopped it on the big screen, talked to the whole school about this this fantastic concept, right? One of the reasons why I love Tolkien is his reverse engineering. Did Jesus say, hey, disciples, I want you to go do something I'm not doing? No. No, like this is, I love the share in. He wants Bilbo to come on an adventure, but it's sharing in the adventure that Gandalf is already in, right? He's looking for someone. It's pure invitation. Does he use shame or guilt with Bilbo? Does he use fear? Like, if you don't go, I'm going to send you to hell. Like, is it any of that? No. That's why I particularly love Tolkien's story here. It's the invitation, right? The invitation. And this is The Hobbit does a fantastic job with it. Looking for someone to share in an adventure. He could say no. Bilbo almost dies like seven times with this dragon business traveling with the dwarves it's uncomfortable at times it's scary he gets hurt but I want you to imagine here he is he says no stays in his nice little cozy hobbit hole what 14 months later 12 months later news finally travels back to the shire he had said no to these crazy dwarves and this wizard dude who shows up at his door but then he's sitting with someone having tea, and this person's like, have you heard? Have you heard? The dragon is dead. There's a mountain full of treasure. It's crazy. The dwarves are back. They're rebuilding. It's just nuts. And Gandalf is sitting there in his cushy little chair with his doilies and his plates. That's Gandalf, sorry. Bilbo is sitting there. And he had said what? No. Again, we don't want to live with regret. I don't want to use fear or manipulation either. But would he regret that? Come on. Yeah. Moses tried to say no. And actually, if Moses had said no, is God like, oh, shoot. Well, I guess everybody has to stay slaves. (laughs) Is that what God's going to do? No, No, he's going to do what? Find someone else. But then Moses would have missed out on being who? <laughs> Moses. Like, I, I want to challenge you. Like, this, part of my job is to challenge you. But like, for real, you're heading out here. Don't miss it. Don't miss the invitation for your life, really. But for these adventures that Jesus might show up at your door, the Holy <laughs> Spirit knocking at your door, inviting you on to these crazy adventures. That you have the opportunity to say yes to. Uh, some of you have done this. Invite someone to a party, they say no. Invite them over for lunch, they say no. Invite them to go on an adventure for a weekend, they say no. Invite them to do a road trip, they say no. You invite them to another party, they say no. What are you going to eventually do? You're going to stop inviting them. Now, I think that's where the metaphor falls apart. Is God going to just like not invite you on his adventures anymore? Well, no, no. He's going to keep asking... But do you catch the tension there? Like it's called squelching the Holy Spirit. It actually has a description in Scripture about smothering the Holy Spirit or squelching the Holy Spirit. I call it duct taping God's mouth. 
God's trying to like, hey, hey, you want to do something cool? You want to come on this adventure? Do you want to go do this? Do you want to serve here? And you're just like, shut up, God. I'm doing all this other stuff. Yeah? Something to consider. Uh, Bilbo, you'll see him here. He backs out. He backs out. He gets overwhelmed. They come piling into his house. They eat his food. He could get turned to burnt toast by this dragon. You know, like overwhelmed, scary, doesn't know these people. They're really different. They're a completely different race. They look different. They dress differently. Right? Like, there's a lot going on in this next 24 hours. Probably not even 24 hours, 18 hours. Adventure. Now, I don't imagine anyone west of Reed much interest in adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable thing. Make you late for dinner. <laughs> and now, another pause. Is all of a sudden now, if he says no to this adventure, he's evil? He's an orc? He's bad? Is he a bad guy now? No, see, that's the thing. Like, he's a hobbit. He's in the Shire. He likes his house. He loves the flowers. The, none of those things in and of themselves are bad. But like the tension here is like, don't miss going to kill a dragon. How cool is this? You and I were made for adventure, made for discipleship. When you ask Jesus to save you, your name is in the book of life. You get your hundred on your test. Done. <coughs> this is the invitation to follow Jesus. This is the invitation to discipleship. It's very, those actually are two very different things. It's getting your hundred on your test is one thing. Now, are you going to study for it? That's the, that's, that's a completely different thing. That, see what's going on there? Um, the, the reason why I feel comfortable with the metaphor as your Bible teacher at this Christian school is there are people who walked up to Jesus and he invited them to come follow him and they walked away. The rich young ruler is a classic example of that. And did Jesus go, oh, no, no, oh, I, yeah, sorry, it is hard to follow me, like, with all your stuff, and also, how about sell half your stuff, or keep your stuff for a few years and then catch up? No, what does Jesus do? He's like, okay, see ya, he just keeps going. Like, you don't want to come with me? You don't want to hang out with God in the flesh on planet Earth? You got something better to do? Okay, see ya, you know, like... Right? Like, there's no condemnation. There's no shame. He still loves the guy. He still dies for the guy. All that's there. It's just the guy missed out on being <laughs> what? A disciple, right? <laughs> I love all the sounds. Good morning. I think that I should have lived to be good morning by Belladonna Took's son. As if I was selling buttons at the door. Thank you, pardon. You've changed. I'm not entirely for the better, Bilbo Beckins. I'm sorry, do I know you? Well, you know my name, although you don't remember I belong to it. I'm Gandalf. And Gandalf means... What the... Me. What just happened? <laughs> Gandalf, the wandering wizard who made such excellent fireworks. Oh, too. used to have them on Midsummer's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no idea he was still in business. Where else should I be? <laughs> Somewhere else? 
Well, I'm pleased to find you remember something about me, even if it's only my fireworks. <laughs> well, that's decided. It'll be very good for you. And most amusing for me. <laughs> I shall inform the others. No. I like thinking that we sometimes God's like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to watch you figure this out. <laughs> I suggest you drive over the hill or across the water. Good morning. See ya. And then he gets, you know, guests that show up uninvited, although they are invited, but he's not aware of it. Some fun characters. Eating all his food. Rude. Loud. They're using stuff and incorrectly singing crazy songs. The knives bend the forks, smash the bottles and burn the corks, take the glasses and crack the plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Drop the clock, trail the map, leave the world for the bed to pack, pour the bed to pack before. Slash the wine on every door, drop the press and avoid Super fun. You gotta watch it later. And then Thorin shows up, right? This is the Hobbit. He doesn't even know who Thorin really is, right? <laughs> Gandalf pulls out a key to a secret door to the treasure in the kingdom. They've got a map. He's but not a good bargain material. There's a dragon. Oh, well, there's no place for gentle folk who can neither fight nor fend for themselves. He's like, what? Identity moment, which is really interesting. I remember as a little kid growing up in the churches around here, going to the schools, and good little boy. Uh, are we supposed to steal? No, stealing's what? Bad. I used to love, I still love Robin Hood, but he's a what? Thief. Or like in Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow. But he's awesome, but he's a what? He's a pirate. Like these guys are all thieves. But I like them. Uh, awkward, because I'm Christian, not supposed to steal. Although Bilbo ends up stealing from who, really? The dragon, who stole from whom? Oh, wait a second. It took me a while to get there. Not all thieves are bad, especially when you're stealing from the enemy, who already stole from you. Actually, the enemy in scripture, in the true story that we're in, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's a song called Take Back. The, the refrain is, we're going to take back all that the enemy has stolen. You might enjoy piracy and thieving 
and burglaring when you're stealing from Satan to give it back to God's people. Yeah? <laughs> Some of you got that pirate heart <laughs> or that Robin Hood spirit or even what Gandalf is speaking into Bilbo. Bilbo, we need someone to steal from the dragon, from the enemy. That's not a bad thing. It took me a long time. But even that whole concept of you know, identity and what that means, what that looks like, it's kind of cool. All right. Keep going. They talk about the dragon. It's overwhelming. And then we get to this moment where he's just sitting down with Gandalf like, sorry, Gandalf, wrong guy. No way. Not going to do it. He comes up with all of these excuses and reasons. That's what I thought. Sorry, Gandalf, I can't sign this. You've got the wrong hobbit. Right? I could die, Gandalf. Like, come on. You can't guarantee my safety? And does God, like, guarantee your safety? It appears we have uh, lost okay. our warbler. Probably for the best. The odds were always against us. After all, what are we? Merchants, miners, tinkers, toy makers. <laughs> Hardly the stuff of legend. Hmm. There are a few warriors amongst us. Old warriors. I will take each and every one of these dwarves over an army from the Iron Hills. For when I called upon them, they answered. Hmm. Loyalty. Honor. Unwilling heart. I can ask no more than that. You don't have to do this. You have a choice. You've done honorably by our people. You have built a new life for us in the Blue Mountains. A life of peace and plenty. A life that is worth more than all the gold in Erebor. From my grandfather to my father, this has come to me. They dreamt of the day when the dwarves of Erebor would reclaim their homeland. There is no choice by. Not for me. So as they sing this song, it's, it's a powerful moment here. It's beautifully done. I want you to sit here in the dark as they sing. What might the Holy Spirit be nudging you right now, even in my classroom? What, what could you be called into as you're wrapping up high school or this summer or through college? It could be risky and dangerous. It very likely will be.
Because here's the thing, there will be actual real mornings where you wake up and you have to make a choice. Am I going to go here? Am I going to go here? I got invited to this. Do I say yes or no? What about this job? What about this person? Like, we actually have to make real choices to do stuff. And I think the one to be saved is a powerful choice to wake up and make. But that's often, like, in your heart, in your mind, maybe it's a powerful step of baptism. But that's a moment. Good. What about this moment? Like, he actually, literally, really could miss the adventure. Right now, he's feeling good about it. Like, yeah, (laughs) don't have to go with all those guys. Dragons and stuff. Part of why I'm taking a half hour of your life right now at the end of high school is like, I I genuinely don't want you to miss it. (laughs) I really don't. And the truth is, you, you can't. Yeah, you actually have to say yes to something. <laughs> right? Like, ah, I don't want to miss it. Right? I mean, at some level, if Christianity and discipleship doesn't feel a little like this, it kind of makes you wonder, makes me wonder if you're in the real story. Like, if you're in it, if you're following Jesus. Right? <laughs> there it is, a meme. Adventure, adventure, adventure. Like, I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, just two weeks ago, was hanging out with a guy my age. And it's, it's interesting. Like, I've taught long enough. I'm now old enough where I hang out with some of my friends that I went to high school with or college with. And there are a few of them who I hang out with and we sit there around the fire or at a dinner and they're like, yeah, I hate my life. (laughs) It sucks. I wish I had done something different. Two of them have actually said, why didn't I go do something like for the kingdom or for Jesus or something? Like, got this house and job and I hate it. I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) You got maybe 20 or 30 more years, you know, like that. But I'm having these very real conversations with people. Does that make sense? Like you get one life. The years are going to come, 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 come. And then you're going to be 47 at some point. I doubt that God will have not invited you into something really cool and powerful and exciting and adventurous. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a missions trip or being a pastor or whatever. It's just the adventure for you with your gifts and abilities and talents. Does that make sense? Like, that's it. I actually know missionaries who are bummed that they didn't do art. Like, yeah, I should have just been an artist. 
because I'm an awesome artist and I should have made art my career. I'm like, yeah, you probably should have. I mean, I know you did the whole mission thing, but, you know, like, right? Like, God has made you to do something for his kingdom that's exciting and adventurous and powerful, right? Let's not miss it. If this school has done its job, it's, it's helped you on that journey. But honestly, that's why in our modern culture, we have college as what it is. Is a chance to do that. Or your first years in a job trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this job? And then jumping in. Don't be afraid to keep saying yes to things until you land on that one that is like that. Yes, I can't wait to go do this for the king and his kingdom. Kill a dragon. Reclaim treasure. Help people understand their identity. All right. Cheers. Thoughts, questions, or comments? Now, we don't have to do this, but can anybody even now think of in the movies or the stories that they're following? Like, even now, like, oh, yeah, the calling moment. Yeah, got to, Harry Potter has one, right? Isn't he kind of invited into it? And like, come on, Harry, you can do this, right? Ray, Luke Skywalker, definitely, right? Nemo, Marlin. But like, it's interesting. Marlin actually has to decide, do I go or not, right? And he's like, ah, <laughs> and he bumps into Dory. How awesome is that, right? Like, it's it. the other thing that we're going to see next week is Bilbo's choice to go, dare I say, is pretty benign in regards to if he stays. You know what? Other people are going to go take care of the dragon, He's in the Shire. He's fine. He's actually fine if he doesn't go, right? He will have missed something really cool. Anybody want to catch the difference? Some of your stories have a very different feel, like Frodo's. If Frodo doesn't leave the Shire to go destroy the evil ring, what will actually happen to the Shire? It'll get destroyed. So some of you, especially some of the superhero movies, where these superheroes, they're not guilted into it, they're not pressured into it, but they understand the tension and the pressure. Like, if we don't do something, <laughs> like, we're screwed, right? Like... And there's, there's, but there's two types there. Sometimes Jesus will invite you into an adventure. And if you say no, you say no. Okay, whatever. To be really blunt, if we don't deal with the sexual issues and the porn industry in our culture, it's not like that's going away, right? Like, or if we don't deal with a sustainable way to do industry, it's not getting better right like so i think some things we will see when i get to the metaphors look at the love right there some things when i get yeah we can we, let's give it up let's give it up we will get to the metaphor in the lord of the rings which is what are the rings we need to destroy before they destroy us this is do you want to go do something cool for the kingdom or not you don't okay fine don't go on the missions trip whatever you will have missed out yeah right or don't do this career, you can do that career. But remember, this one, as scary and crazy as it is, is also awesome. It's what you were made for. All right, I could keep talking and talking. Does anybody want to share a connection that they've made um, with their own story right now? Give it a shot. Maybe later. Yeah, what do you got? He, re he really will. 
which is like horrifying, right? Like, and here's the interesting thing is Batman is capable and able to interact, right? Joker's a pretty scary enemy on one hand. He's a little freaky. But can Batman do it? Is it a hard fight? Is, is it a hard fight? Is it a hard fight? Yeah, yeah it's hard, yeah. right? Would he have regretted not engaging? Yeah. Okay. He totally, right? Like that, like that, I think there you go, right? How do we find that in your life now? Like, ooh, where's something where if I don't engage, I don't have to, but like, come on, like, I should get involved here. Yeah. Nice, thank you. Let's give it up right there. Actually, in all of my classes, this must be the fifth period thing, right? Like, no one else has offered me anything, so nice job. Appreciate that. If I had candy, I'd give you candy, but I no candy. I orange, I got an orange. Do you want an orange? Yep. Hey, all right. There you go, cheers. Okay, anyone else? I got like two more oranges. <laughs> Look, I'm bribing you with oranges. <laughs> it's, it's May, it's May, so. Okay, well, these are examples of why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, plus the lesson themselves, but also to inspire you on this final exam. All right.